This morning we're going to talk about the world needs the gospel. The world needs the gospel. I don't know about you, but if you've paid attention at all to what's going on in our, in our country, it is very, very sad. We're living in some very tough times where we're having riots and everything else that's going on. And, and um, you, you see that, that life, there is no respect at all for life anymore. And basically whatever I want to do should be accepted. And, and even if it's harmful to you, too bad. There, we're still going to push forward with whatever agenda we have. Um, we are seeing just all types of, of things taking place in our world today. You name it, it is happening. If you paid attention, U.S. Marshals recovered 39 missing children in Georgia. They're finding these children all over the place. Folks, we're living in, in, in tough, tough times and crazy times. We're seeing in California where they've just uh, introduced a bill uh, to be passed that uh, basically protects uh, those who are within 10 years. It, it goes as far up as 14 years, so a 24-year-old if they were to have relations with a 14-year-old, would not be considered a sex offender in California. Um, you need to pay attention. If you're not paying attention, folks, this is dealing with pedophilia. This is dealing with a sickness, with a, with a sin that is so horrible. And I remember growing up, a preacher once preached a sermon, and basically what he said when I was a teenager, he said, you just mark my word, there will come a time when we will no longer look at Sexual relations with a child is being wrong. Folks, we're getting there. Now, a lot of people are saying that this bill has more to do with the sex offender list than anything. But, folks, it goes as far as a 24-year-old with a 14-year-old. There is something wrong with that. But this is the world that we're living in. And a lot of people are saying, well, what do we do? We have to fight. Really? What are you, you going to fight with? What are you going to fight with? And if we fight, are we going to make it better? How are we going to fix what is going on in our world today? I'm telling you, it is much easier than you think. The problem is the church doesn't know how to do it. The world, folks, is desperate for the gospel. The world needs the gospel. Where's the gospel come from? From the word of God. How is it proclaimed from the mouths of Christians? There's where the disconnect is. There's where the problem is. If I were to ask you this week, how many of you had an opportunity to share the gospel? I imagine that a lot of you would, would sit there and go, well, I don't know if I did or not. Folks, if you are breathing, if you've been around people, you have had the opportunity to share the gospel. The question is, how many of you shared the gospel? How many of you shared what the world needs, what America needs, what your family needs, what your friends need, what your coworkers need? They need the gospel. They are desperate for the gospel. Most people don't know that they need the gospel because they don't understand it. And the reason they don't understand it is because most Christians are silent on the gospel. I'm telling you, how can you call yourself a believer and not share the gospel? How can you say that you're a Christian and yet never take the opportunity to tell people about Jesus Christ? How many of you invited somebody to church this week? At least that's the start, right? 
Let's stand together and read Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before through, the, through, his, holy, or through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom you also are called of Jesus Christ. Now he, he addresses the letter. It says, To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. You want to tell you why their faith was spoken of? Because they told people the gospel. They shared with people the good news of Jesus Christ. For God is my witness, verse 9 says, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request if by some means now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts so that you may be established That is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Now, I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to you, but it was hindered until now, that I might have some fruit among you also, just as among the other Gentiles. I am a debtor both to Greeks and to the barbarians, both to wise and unwise. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone, or for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Lord God, I pray that this morning we will understand the purpose of the gospel. We will understand, Father, what the gospel is, what its purpose is, and how it sets us free, and how it is the answer. For every single struggle in our world today. Father God. Grab a hold of us. Lord God grab a hold of us. Help us Father. To see the need. To share the good news of Jesus Christ. And if we dare call ourselves a Christian. Then we better be willing to share the good news. We pray this in Jesus precious name. Amen. So again, what is the problem? Why do we need the gospel? For all have sinned, correct? For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And our sin has led us to all of these things. Our sin has led us to where we have hatred toward one another. As a matter of fact, sin has led us to a place that if you don't agree with me, then you're wrong, period. If you don't tell me that I'm good or you don't, you're not okay with my lifestyle, then now all of a sudden you hate me. This is where sin has brought us. It has brought us to a place of separation. It has brought us to a place where no one cares. It's brought us to a place where we look at a, where we look at a, a, a group of people and go, they're just so wrong. Look at their statement. All lives matter. I'm going to tell you something. You may tell you what matters. The gospel matters. And we have to come to a place where we are sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. No matter who is where, what they believe, whatever. Our job is to share the good news of Jesus Christ. 
when we're sitting here watching children who have been missing and we didn't even know they were missing. Somebody knew. You ever thought about all the government cover-ups and everything else? We could sit here and start talking about conspiracies. Folks, let me tell you what the answer is for all of this. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what is the gospel? It's the good news. You ever watch the news on television? How many of you refuse to watch television news? It's like, there's no way I'm watching that, right? Why? Because all they have on there is what? Bad news. So if all that the world is getting is bad news, can I tell you what they're looking for? They're looking for some good news. They're searching for good news. What is the gospel? Literally, it is the good news. The word gospel that we use, that we, we get out of the Greek, actually turns into evangelist. That's where we get the word evangelist. We are to be people who bring good news of Jesus Christ. That's the job of an evangelist. That's the job of a Christian, to take the good news to a lost and dying world, to bring some hope, to bring some joy, to bring some peace to a very unsatisfied, hopeless, peaceless world. That's what our job is. And we do that by sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. The word gospel literally means good news, and it occurs 93 times in the Bible. All in the New Testament. All in the New Testament. The gospel is broadly speaking the whole of scripture. It's all of scripture. You go back to the Genesis. You will see the first picture of the coming of Christ. Whenever God tells the woman and, 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 and the serpent. That he, his seed will, will bite the heel. But the heel of her seed will crush the head. We see that first picture of Christ. And throughout the Old Testament, we see everything pointing to a Savior who is Christ. In the New Testament, we see the fulfillment of that. So more narrowly, the gospel is the good news concerning Christ and the way of salvation. How many of you have somebody that you just cannot stand? Anybody have somebody like that? You're like, man, don't even mention their name. You mention their name and all of a sudden it's like, oh. You know what those people need? They need the good news of Jesus Christ. They need the gospel. Folks, the gospel is the power to change and to heal. It's the good news. Let's look at this Romans chapter 1. We're going to kind of dissect this. We're going to go through this kind of verse by verse. We're going to look at this together. First of all, let's recognize that the gospel separates us from the world and calls us to a greater purpose. Right? The gospel separates us, calls us out from the world, and calls us to a greater purpose. A lot of you, you go to your job every day, you do your thing, you're good at what you do, but let me ask you a question. Are you sharing your faith? Are you sharing the good news of Jesus Christ? Are you someone who is sharing the gospel with those that are around you? You say, well, Brother Tom, at my job, if I start doing that, I might lose my job. When did your job trump your Christianity? You teachers, you have an obligation. God has laid children and families in your lap. And a lot of your children and those families are hurting, hurting, starving for the good news of Jesus Christ. And you can share with them the gospel. You say, well, I I can't do that in my class. Folks, I'm telling you, 
one of the things that you can do is just by how you react with those children that they can see there's something different about you. A lot of those kids are getting yelled at, screamed at at home. And when they see the patience and the love of a teacher, the concern of a teacher just to ask the right questions, all of a sudden they want to know, why are you being nice to me? They ask the question. That opens the door. You can share the gospel. Those of you that work at a job and you go in, you whatever, you work your 8 to 10 hours a day and you're with people that maybe you don't like being with, how many of you would like to be able to go to work and enjoy it? Anybody? Wouldn't it be nice to just be able to go to work and enjoy your job, go in and everything be great? You go in and people actually love one another, like one another. You want me to tell you how to fix it, how to get it that way? Share the gospel. Can you imagine a place where everybody is saved and they're all joyful? Isn't that how church should be? Every one of y'all this morning, when you walked in, I know y'all had on your, all you had on your mind was, I'm here to praise God today. I'm here to love one another. I'm so excited to be at church. Everybody was like that, right? Listen, it's tough even to be at church sometimes and always have it together, right? But folks, if the gospel becomes the focus of where you are, God can bring hope and joy and happiness and peace where there is none, all because of the gospel. Let's look at what he says. Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, verse 1, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. Paul is saying, listen, God has called me out. My job is the gospel. Folks, I want you to understand that when you become a Christian, it's not just preachers who have been called to the gospel. Every single believer is called to the gospel. We are all called to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Talking to a gentleman this week, he's a business owner, had a lot of stuff going on in his life, and, and, and he recognizes what God has done for him. It's not easy, it's, it, it, sometimes it's tough, but as a business owner, God has given him position. People are, look up to him, he is over them, so he has position. And then his, his overall office, where he's at at his work, that's his pulpit. People are there, they're going to listen, they don't have a choice. Now... His purpose to preach, to share the goodness. If you're a business owner, you got to remember, God has given you that place. He's given you that, that business. He's given you those people for you to be a witness to. He's given you position. He's given you the pulpit. And now you got to learn to preach. You have the gospel. Listen, if you're writing my check, I'm probably listening to you. I'm probably going to pay attention to what you say because I want to keep my job. And if my boss is sharing with me the good news of Jesus Christ, I'm probably going to want to at least listen to what he or she has to say because they're talking to me. Share the good news. If you're out and you're volunteering in places and God puts in front of you people that are lost, what should you do? Share the good news of Jesus Christ. By the way, warm is desperate for volunteers. If some of you just have an hour a week that you can give, or maybe you just have an hour a month, let Eric know, let somebody at Warm know that you're coming because you want to go and share. You say, why is that important? Because, folks, there are people that volunteer there that don't know the Lord. There are folks there from the Mormon church that come in on a regular basis and volunteer. Guess what? They need to know the gospel.
Our life should be about the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. We have been separated. We've been called out. If you don't have that understanding, I'm telling you, I want you to get it this morning. You as a believer have been separated. You have one main purpose in your life, and that is to bring glory to God. How do you do that? By sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. The gospel is the whole of scripture. We read that earlier. The gospel is the whole of Scripture. This is what verse 2 says. Which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scripture. Talking about Jesus. This one that would come was promised from the Old Testament. We see the gospel throughout the entire Scripture. We see it all. We understand it. We know it. We absolutely understand that the Bible tells us that Jesus is coming. Then the New Testament tells us that Jesus has come. And then as we read the close of the New Testament, it's telling us we better get ready because he's coming back. People need to know this. People are starving for the truth of the gospel. And yet the church is quiet. The church is quiet. Who did you share the good news with this week? Who did you share the gospel with this week? Who sat down with you this week? What is the gospel focus? The gospel focus is the work of Christ for salvation. I want you to look at verses 3 through 6. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh. If you know the Old Testament, you know that Christ had to come through that group. He had to come from the seed of David. Then we keep reading, and he says, And declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Buddha, where is he? Dead. Muhammad, where is he? Dead. Where's Jesus? Very much alive. Resurrected. Sitting at the right hand of the Father. Waiting to hear. Son, what? Go get my children. Jesus Christ is the only one of all the major so-called religions. Jesus Christ is the only one who overcame the grave. Let me tell you why I believe in Christ. Because all of the other religions involve me being good enough. Folks, I know me. I am not the gospel. You are not the gospel. But one who was righteous and perfect without blemish, sacrificed on a tree for us. Died, buried, and what? Rose again. That is my Savior. Amen? That is the one that we preach of. That is the one that we tell the lost world about. That is the one that we tell those who are hurting, who are demanding of us more than we can give, and we share with them the good news of Jesus Christ, that Jesus paid it all. That, my friend, is the gospel. Well, who's the gospel for, Brother Tom? Well, let's start in verse 14. Verse 14 says, I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to barbarians, both to wise and to the unwise. Well, can I just share something with you? I am thankful that he was a messenger to the unwise because I don't know about y'all, but I fit that category pretty well. Anybody else in here realize you're not nearly as wise as you once thought you were? Matter of fact, I've always heard that as you get older, you realize just how dumb you are. I never understood that until I hit about 40. 
and I realized I didn't know nearly as much as I thought I did when I was a teenager. Those of you that are teenagers, listen, you're a lot dumber than you think. It's just the truth. I know that you're like, that offends me. Great, it should. If I was as smart as I thought I was when I was 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, man, I would have been a genius. I look back now and I realize how smart my mother was when she used to try to teach me, Tom, the most important thing is what Jesus has to say about you. Oh, goodness. Wow. So if Christ were to stand up today and give your testimony for you, what would it be like? Would he stand and say, you know, last week, man, last week I I was there when he shared the gospel with this person. I was there when he gave the good news to someone who was hurting. So there's a joke that kind of goes around. And those of you that know me, that have been here long enough, you understand why they say this about me. But I'm kind of the funeral guy a lot of times here in our little area. And I get a lot of phone calls to do funerals for people. A lot of people are like, ah, it's just something for him to do. Can I tell you why I love to do funerals? Most of the funerals that I do, the people do not attend church anywhere. Most of the families that I do the funerals for don't attend church anywhere. There are many people here at Pine Island Baptist Church who I met at a funeral. There are those that I have baptized in this church after they were at a funeral. I like doing funerals for this reason. Because the people that are there are hurting and they need to hear what? The good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. They need to know that there's hope. They need to know that God is not sitting there going, I hate you. But instead he is saying, I knew this was going to happen and that's why I sent my son. I put myself out there at these places because I know that the best news of all is that Jesus still saves. So the gospel is for everyone who will believe. Let's look at Romans 1.16. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. Can you say that with me today? You know what? It's easy to say in church, isn't it? Well, let's just be honest. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Boy, in church, y'all should have said amen to that. But maybe you are telling me the truth. Maybe, maybe by not amening me, you're saying, you know, what exactly does that mean? It means that when you go to work, you're the guy that's willing to share your faith. You're the lady that's willing to sit down with another woman who's hurting and just pray with her. Last Sunday, we went to eat right after church. We go into the restaurant, and what a blessing it was to see one of our own kids. I hated that she has to work on Sundays, but it was so good to see her working hard, and she waited at our table. We had that opportunity, but sitting beside us is one of our neighbors, Mr. Scruggs, and he and I are talking, speaking with his wife, and just they're doing well, and the day goes by, and then on Tuesday, I run into Brookshire Brothers to grab something, and he happened to be in Brookshire Brothers. In the freezer section. No, I was not getting ice cream. Okay. We're in the freezer section and 
and I'm talking to him, and of course, at first, we don't, I, I, I kind of recognize him, he kind of recognized me, but you know, when you got that mask on, so the first thing I did was what anybody else wanted to do, and I just kind of let my mask hang off my one ear there, and he took his off, and we began to talk, and I said, how are you? He said, well, I'm here to pick up some medicine for my wife. I said, well, I just saw you on Sunday. What, what's going on? He said, Thomas, she fell in the yard, broke her hip. In a matter of just a day, life. Do you realize how fast life can happen? Do you know how quickly life can change? But let me tell you what God did at that moment. I'm looking at a man who I know loves the Lord. And he loves his wife. And there were two young ladies on that aisle that we were on. And I started to just walk away after we talked. And finally, it was like God said, are you going to miss this appointment? You ever had those divine appointments that God puts you in? Are you going to miss this appointment, Tom? Are you going to walk away from this appointment? And I put my hand on Mr. Scruggs and said, can I pray with you? And he just, he did what any other grown man who loves his wife would do. He got the tear in his eye and he bowed his head and we prayed together. He needed the, to be lifted up, but those two girls that were on that aisle needed to see the gospel in action. Do you truly love the gospel? Are you ashamed or not ashamed? Because if you are not ashamed, it doesn't matter where you are, who you're with. When you see an opportunity to share the gospel, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. When you have the chance to be the hands and the feet of Christ, you're going to take that opportunity. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. You know what this world needs? They need Jesus. You want to see peace come? The next president's not going to matter. What matters is what is the church doing? What is the church doing? Let me ask you this question. Has having President Trump changed your faith at all? Has it strengthened your faith because he's in the White House? Because some of us act like, well, if Biden gets in there, we just might as well end it all. Well, folks, there's an end coming anyway. If y'all haven't paid attention, America is not mentioned in Scripture. Who's in the White House should not affect your faith. Who's in the White House should not change what you believe? Right now, people that, that say, well, well, Trump's done more for us than, than anybody, and he, he's done a lot for the church. But right now in California, if you're meeting in church, if you're singing in church, it's illegal. Are you paying attention? Because what happens in California eventually does what? It starts working east. John MacArthur. Possible $50,000 fine if they keep meeting. They keep throwing stuff at him trying to shut down their church. All of those large churches that are standing up for Jesus. Now other churches like Andy Stanley. Oh my gracious, if you listen to him, please cut him off. 
Andy Stanley recently came out and said, God doesn't demand that we meet together. Excuse me? Have you ever read the Bible? Folks, the gospel is for everyone who will believe. We need as many believers on our side as we can get because it's getting fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer by the day. There's a church in our area that used to run 300 people. They don't even make 100 now. Why? What's happening? People are leaving. People are leaving. Why are they leaving? Because we're ashamed of the gospel. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Folks, we've got to pay attention to what's happening in our world today. The gospel, let me share this with you. The gospel is the good news, which leads to salvation, and that leads to what? Forgiveness. You know what the salvation causes you to do? And I hope I get this quote right, but Mike Satterfield shared this. Basically, the quote was this. Salvation causes you to receive the, the apology that was never given. In other words, it just you just go ahead and forgive regardless of what happens. Because as a believer, I don't hold others accountable because God does not hold me accountable for my sin. Instead, Jesus paid it what? All. When others have wronged me, what do I do? I get over it. Why? Because I'm a believer. Brother Tom, that's easy for you. You're a preacher. Yeah, because being a preacher makes everything so much easier. Right? So much easier. The gospel is the good news of salvation, which leads to forgiveness. Finally, look at this. The gospel changes believers. A lot of you tell me, well, you know, I would share the gospel if I only knew how. Folks, if you've been saved, you know how. If you don't know how, then there's an issue with your salvation. I'm sorry, but that's just the truth. Did you teach your children how to put their shoes on when they were little? Do you know how you taught them? Because you knew how to do it. The gospel is the same thing. If you've experienced the true gospel, you know how to share the true gospel. Sin is the problem. All of the ugliness that we see in our world today is the result. The gospel is the answer. The gospel is the answer. Folks, I'm telling you, we're living in days that are moving so fast in the opposite direction of what God wants us. 
But I can only imagine how quickly, how quickly it could happen. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, when the last trumpet sounds, what will happen? The dead in Christ will rise, and then we that remain will be called up to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with him always. I'm telling you, Jesus is coming back quickly. You do not have time to wait. You need to be sharing the gospel. This world is desperate for the good news. Father, we pray that we will be the bearers of good news. That we will come, and Lord God, that we will share with the lost and dying world that what they are searching for, what they are so desperately trying to get, even out of anger, whatever they have to do to get it, Lord God, may we share with them that it is found in faith. It is by grace through faith that we're saved, that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. Lord God, take us today and make us ministers of the gospel. We pray this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen.